Every journey to happiness begins and ends a little differently, but how does a tragic loss turn into a mission for happiness? Courage is so important. You have to be courageous to do what people don't expect you to do in these situations. You know, to disrupt in, in a positive way, even in the face of aggression or in the face of pain, that you decide to do something that is positive. Hello, this is Jeff Sanders, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Happy Now podcast. The World Happiness Summit, or Wahasu, returns to Miami for its second year, March 16th to the 18th, bringing three days of films, meditation, music, dance, and live guest speakers to deliver its message of how to build sustainable happiness. As founder and chief operating officer, Karen Guggenheim is committed to helping others choose happiness. While her mission is one of building a more joyous, enlightened world, her journey to happiness actually was born from a very tragic event. Live Happy Science editor Paula Phelps talked with Karen about how her life-shattering tragedy led to creating an event designed to change the lives of others for the better. I love the summit and what you're doing, but what I also find interesting is that you have a very interesting background that I think our listeners would love to hear about. Can you kind of tell us what path it was that you followed that led you to creating the World Happiness Summit? Well, um, interestingly enough, um, my path to happiness was really through uh, personal uh, hardship and in a family um, tragedy. Uh, about four and a half years ago, I, um, I lost my husband quite suddenly from the flu. And uh, we had been married for 21 years, and um, he, was, he was gone in 10 days. And so that was, as you can imagine, an incredibly traumatic experience for yes. my family and you know, my children, our friends, our community, um, particularly because he was such an engaging, charismatic, kind, brilliant man. And so it was one of these forces that just when they come into a room or a situation or a conversation, it's just very dynamic. And, and it was a big loss for us. And, um, and so in the beginning, I struggled with, you know, to be honest with you, to really even want to live because it had been, I had been married half my life. He was my best friend. I went through a very um, analytical process. So I decided I needed to live. And, and when I decided that, in that moment, I made a decision to live happy. And I didn't know what that was going to be like. I find it so fascinating that you made the decision to be happy. It wasn't like you woke up and became happy. You said, all right, I'm going to set out and live happy. Mm -hmm. So were you, as you were doing, pursuing these things, um, were you, what kind of resources were you using to try to increase your happiness at that point? That's an excellent question. So obviously all this happens in retrospect, right? Because you, back then I, di I didn't know that there was a science of happiness. You know, when I graduated and I majored in psychology, there was no positive psychology. Right. Right. So yes. so I didn't know that there was a practice that I could uh, have in my daily life and tools that I could learn. I didn't know it was learnable, you know, and that's why it's, I love what we do at the summit, which we'll talk about later. But I had been practicing yoga for 15 years and, mm -hmm. and I have um, uh, a strong, you know, spiritual background in that I believe there's a there's a, um, a power greater than myself. So that was incredibly um, 
securing to know that I wasn't in this alone and obviously strong relationships with friends and family and so forth. But the, the biggest thing that helped me was the breath. If you know, to be in the yes. moment, to, to get back into my body and to breathe. I practice gratitude immediately after he died. And that's the top thing. I mean, uh, gratitude, like uh, people probably get tired of me saying this, but I mean, that's like my favorite practice. But it's particularly difficult when you have just suffered a loss, like the loss of your husband. And how did you, how were you able to implement gratitude in that kind of a a time period? You know, I I don't know if a certain, I think certain uh, parts of it have to do with I think I have the spirit of contradiction. So, you know, if it's a time that I'm supposed to be, I'm going to fight back. And I think that my mom even asked me, my mom said, how'd you do it? And I think courage is so important. You have to be courageous to do what people don't expect you to do in this situation. So, you know, to disrupt in, in a positive way, even in the face of aggression or in the face of pain, that you decide to do something that is positive in your life. And then that creates a rippling effect in the life of others. So um, I, I really believe about being active participants in our lives. And so if I wanted to survive, I knew that I, I couldn't go into a pity party, which was so tempting. I mean, it was like right there. I just right. had to open the door and just sit down. <laughs> and and you everybody know would have everybody understood would, it. You know, people everybody would have, would have understood, that. joined it, supported it. And when I left that room, walking to my car, because I had to go see my son, I was having a, a dialogue with God and I was just saying, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that this person who's so amazing and so unique and so wonderful mm-hmm. gets to be in this place of, of peace because I believe that we all are interconnected with our energies and we go to this, that the energy never dies and we all go together wherever that may be, but I, I don't believe in the finality of death. I believe right. that there's something greater. What it is exactly, I don't know. That's part of um, the surprise we get, right? Part of the surprise. I do believe that there's an absence of suffering. Um, and so I thought, you know, I have to be grateful that this person that I love gets to experience that. And then I also was uh, fake, it, fake it till you make it. So <laughs> what do happy people do? Well, happy people may pursue a dream, Right. So hmm. let me see what that looks like. And then I met a, a bunch of people that were toying around with the idea of putting uh, the World Happiness Summit together, of getting these experts together and to, um, to, to, to see how we could unite people um, in, in a platform where we would discuss the different aspects that, that uh, influence happiness. We started Wahasu LLC which is the, the company that puts, that puts on the World Happiness Summit and the uh, H20, which is the, the pre-summit private government meeting. So we have um, former world leaders, we have civic leaders, activists, experts talking about how we can um, implement and create policy that will create an environment that is more likely to support happier communities around the world. Foundations of Positive Psychology is a five-course online specialization developed by the father of positive psychology, Dr. Martin E.P. Seligman, and his colleagues at the University of Pennsylvania. Available on Coursera.org 
This program helps you master the strategies that enable individuals and organizations to thrive. No matter where you are in your personal and professional journey, you can find greater meaning in all that you do. The applied nature of the specialization allows you to enhance aspects of your well-being based on the skills acquired in each course, including grit, resilience, and human flourishing. When completed, you earn an official certificate that demonstrates your achievement. Foundations of Positive Psychology is taught by Dr. Martin E. P. Seligman, Dr. James O. Powelski, Dr. Angela Duckworth, Dr. Claire Robertson-Kraft, and Dr. Karen Rivich, who are pioneering researchers at the Penn Positive Psychology Center. Enroll at Coursera.org slash specializations slash positive psychology or search Foundations of Positive Psychology on Coursera.org. And that is so important because it does have to start with the high-level thinking. And I think that's exceptional that your event also focuses on that. And so the government aspect is important. And then also being able to deal, you know, with the grassroots. So it's kind of like you're starting at the top and the bottom. And maybe everybody will just kind of grow together and we'll get this figured out. Exactly. And all points of view. So we, we, we invite everyone with, you know, diff, all different points of view. We're an inclusive forum. Um, the World Happiness Summit is, is, is backed by science. We're not a scientific forum, but what we do is that we expose uh, individuals to the practical uh, implementations of the science of happiness. So we're a very practical event. We want people to have tools. I feel in particularly, uh, particular strongly about that because I didn't know there were tools. I found the tools as I went along. And so the idea that we could create something where people, regardless of where they were in their lives, you know, whether you were completely unhappy, kind of happy, or really happy, <laughs> you can always be happier. And if, if you know, you have the, the good fortune to have a very happy life, then you could bring that to other people. Right. Because you know? what I love is like yours, you know, your journey to happiness was more like a scavenger hunt and you had to go and track mm -hmm. down e everything. And this is more like a pop up happiness shop where people can just walk in and find the things that suit them. Um, one thing I think that is so exceptional is that the fact that you do, even though it's all rooted in some sort of science, there's so many different options. Like so if, if something doesn't resonate with someone they wait for the next speaker, and that might be something that's completely in line with what they were looking for. In order to do to make sure that it gets done, we have um, certified coaches acting as facilitators. So you listen to the content, and then you get together in tribes, and you get to digest what was said, ask questions, and then have some exercises so that you can um, you can maximize the learning but then you can also customize it so some of the things will not resonate with you and that's perfectly fine and and our idea is to offer like a buffet so you take the things that work for you and and, and you leave the ones that, that, that you don't like yeah and um, i think with the facilitators that's so nice because i've gone to conferences and i think you walk out and you've just gotten this fire hose of information and you mm -hmm. don't necessarily know how you're going to apply it you know it was great information but what do you do now so i love that that you had the facilitators who'd get together in the tribe and and you people could kind of try out these this new way of thinking and, and kind of examine what they could do with their own lives. 
Absolutely. And that's why uh, the theme this year is sustainable happiness. What, how can you sustain it? I mean, anybody can go to, you can go to an accounting workshop over the weekend and <laughs> not have to deal with your kids and, or, or, or significant other or cleaning your house and making food and you have a fantastic, and you're happy. You have a great time, right? Right. But how, how, how do you make this sustainable? What do you have to do in your everyday life to make this happen and to make the new, the new, neural pathways in your brain to support this new mindset. It's, it's really about a mindset shift. Um, and we try to have fun. You know, the summit is a lot of fun because I figured it's a, it's a conference on happiness. It has to be fun. So we begin the morning with yoga and meditation. We have live music, DJs, live painting. We have a craft market. Um, we're going to have the screening of the happy film, which was done by Stefan Sagmeister, one of the leading graphic designers of his generation. It's a fantastic film and he's going to be there to screen it. So we're trying to really have an abundance of opportunities for people to have that aha moment with happiness to go like, Oh, this is what they mean about happiness. It's not bliss. It's not you know, this immediate joy, it's about this practice just as you would, you know, you want to have great abs, you want to run a marathon, it, it <laughs> requires work, happen. they yeah. don't just happen. I think it's wonderful that you're giving all these tools, and again, it's whichever tools they're most comfortable with picking up and using. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons why we're so honored to have the, the summit at the University of Miami, who is our official host. And, um, you know, it's a leading academic institution with 11 schools and huge uh, research institution, and they're backing us. We we are very mindful of having an event that that people can trust, you know, that people can go there and trust that what the, the speakers are talking about has scientific backing or that it's a case study by someone who has lived an experience or has transformed to a new career, but has has lived what the ex. And I know that you have a very large roster of speakers and, and a lot of events going on. And what is it when people are walking away from the summit this year, what is it that you most want them to be thinking and feeling as they leave? Well, well to me, it is that aha moment that they can connect with that moment of, Oh, I see it. I, I see what this is going to look like in my life. I can see these these are the people that I'm going to start to notice in my life. These are the um, the positive things that they're doing that I'm going to notice. And so I, I would like people to be able to connect with whatever it is. And that's why we provide such a wide variety of content so that my hope is that somehow you connect with somebody in some way that will let you um know how to implement these happiness practices in your life. That you have that aha moment. If you'd like to learn more about the World Happiness Summit in Miami and get 20% off the price of admission, visit us at livehappy.com and click on our podcast link. You'll also find a link to Sean Aker's keynote speech, Leadership, Building Our Higher Purpose from last year's Wahasu. That's all the time we have today, so until next time, this is Jeff Sanders wishing you a great day and hoping that every day you live happy.